Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. Throughout my journey in finding a Plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which ones work for me. And since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow CRNAs to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. So let's get to it. Our rabbit hole for the day is dun-dun-dun, photography. The last two years that I was in my business undergrad at the University of Florida, go Gators, I worked part-time for a real estate firm. My job was to take pictures of homes inside and out, as well as getting the 360-degree tours. I would then upload everything to various media sites and create flyers and pamphlets for the agents. I started off at $6.50 an hour, eventually working up the courage to ask for a raise. That bumped me up to $7.25 an hour. And it was really my first experience with negotiations. Uh, I was later offered a full-time position at nearly double the hourly rate that I was working for. While I ultimately turned that position down since my future wife had no desire to stay in Florida, I did learn a few valuable lessons. First, know your value and don't be afraid to fight for it. Sure, I negotiated a pay raise, but they hired the next guy who was less skilled than I was to replace me at $11 an hour. This was back in 2003, so it was a pretty decent rate at the time. Second, you can create value and an income if you have a good eye and an attention to detail. I was consistently astounded by the lack of attention to detail from many of the agents that I worked with, and they were truly grateful for my assistance. When coming up with various ideas for rabbit hole episodes, I began to wonder, can you still make a decent side income from photography? Well, since things have changed quite a bit over the last 18 years, I wanted to research this more with my own experience as more of a backdrop. As a family of five, we've had many experiences with different photographers, from weddings to family photos. We've run the gamut of mediocre to great and affordable to expensive. So let's start off with how you get started. You're going to need the following things. Number one, photography skills. You may already be skilled at photography and photo editing. Personally, I learned on the job by playing around with various modes and features. Luckily, I used an early digital camera so I could see those results in real time. If you're serious about this, though, you may want to take a digital photography course. Local classes near me range from $40 to $150, depending on what you're looking for. Number two, camera and equipment. While I've been able to take some really good pictures on my iPhone, that's just not going to cut it for a side hustle. 
you're going to need to invest in a high-quality digital camera, which can cost anywhere between $500 to $10,000, depending on the features and lens accessories. The one you will choose will depend on what you intend to use it for. Are you taking photos of people or nature? Are you doing fast action or do you need time-lapse features? It all depends on your own preferences. Number three, photo editing software. You will need to be able to navigate photo editing programs such as Photoshop and or Lightroom to produce high quality photos. When I was photo editing, you would buy or pirate the software and have it to use indefinitely. Now you have to pay a monthly rate on a subscription plan for many of these programs. A plan with both Lightroom and Photoshop can cost 20 bucks a month, so it's not going to break the bank. Number four, an external hard drive. Photos take up a lot of space, so your computer's hard drive will quickly fill up. You can buy a two terabyte external hard drive for about 60 bucks. If you prefer using a cloud, keep in mind that some of the photo editing subscription plans also include access to cloud storage of up to one terabyte or about 20,000 raw DSLR images or 200,000 JPEGs. Uh, number five, studio space. Depending on what field of photography you choose, you may need a studio. You can often just use some extra space in your house for this. I would argue that this probably won't be the case for most folks uh, looking into this, though. Number six, website. You probably want to have some kind of a website to display your photos to potential clients. While there are many photographers who don't do this, instead choosing to just rely on word of mouth, it really isn't hard to set up a nice website designed to showcase your photos. The options are truly limitless with regards to how far you want to take this one. Buy a domain name, get into a hosting service, and you can use Squarespace, WordPress, Wix, etc. to set up your site. Uh, when getting started, though, you can also just use Facebook and Instagram to get the word out. Number seven, pick a niche. Last but certainly not least here. Uh, yes, you can take pictures of whatever you want, but there are a few ways to actually produce income in this space. Your niche will also determine who you need to network with in order to gain a foothold in the business. Popular categories of stock photos include lifestyle, business and industry, nature and landscapes, holidays, travel photography, and more. Take lifestyle photos, for instance. You may feature a family sitting down for dinner, kids running around at a playground, or a group of folks watching a sporting event. If your photos feature people, you'll need to have release forms drawn up for you to actually sell those photos. Perhaps you like to travel. If you can take high-quality photos, then you can sell your holiday or travel photos on stock photography websites or sell them in person. The key to all of this is to take a ton of shots, no matter what niche you choose. With digital technology, you can examine photos without the expense of actually having to print them out first. To find your niche, you may want to check out Google Trends. It's an excellent tool for figuring out what types of images folks are looking for now. Now, there are three different ways to make money from selling photos. The most common way is to take photos for clients and sell the images directly to them. You can specialize in engagement photography, wedding photography, maternity photography, family photography, fashion photography, graduation photography, pet photography. Uh, you name it and you can probably do it. You can create unique packages charging different fees for each one. One example is to have a one-hour client session that includes 100 photos on a CD, DVD, or external drive. 
You can also sell photo prints, but this would require additional equipment or the utilization of a reputable photo printer in town. I think of the local folks that came into the preschool that my kids went to. They had different packages of prints for different prices. Uh, these niches can be quite lucrative. Let's take wedding photography, for instance. The range for wedding photography is between $1,200 to $3,000, depending on where you are in the country and who you're serving. Yes, some can be much, much more and may include videographer duties. That's a whole other ball of wax, though. Suffice it to say, $2,000 per gig on average isn't bad side income, as long as you don't mind giving up some weekends in the process. Another niche to mention is family photography. A typical family photo session costs between $150 and $400, with the average coming out to $325 per session. A small pool of 30 clients would consistently produce around $10,000 per year at the average rate. That's only two and a half sessions per month, so not too much of a time constraint. The second way to make money from photos is to sell them in person. This may be at flea markets, local festivals, and the like. You can set your photos at prices that you determine, depending on the quality of the photos themselves, of course. The third way to create income is to sell your photos as stock photos online. Folks buy stock photos to use in their blogs, websites, on social media, or elsewhere. You can also find stock photos in print media and marketing. These are much cheaper than custom-made photos, which puts them in higher demand. You can sell them through different websites and microstock sites, uh, which may be the best option for you starting out. You can sell a stock photo over and over again as long as there is demand, earning you income each time someone downloads or purchases the user license. Now, there are a ton of microstock sites out there. Adobe Stock, iStock, Shutterstock, Etsy, and 500px, to name a few. Keep in mind that photos can be sold for a few cents to a few dollars. On Shutterstock, you can earn upwards of $120 or more per image download. On iStock, you can earn between 15 to 45% of any sales. And 500px allows you to earn up to 60% in royalties on your photos. This makes it sound like it's easy to do. And while anyone with photography skills can upload photos to stock photo sites, and there is the possibility to create recurring passive income on multiple sites, it's not as easy to get a foothold as you might think. It's highly competitive, with experienced photographers tending to outperform. You make very small amounts per sale, meaning that it's a numbers game. In truth, you're not likely to make much money from this method. If you upload a thousand plus quality photos, you may be able to make $100 to $150 a month. If you get up to 5,000 photos, you might make around $500 a month. Talk about being a starving artist. You can also sell stock photos from your own website. In this case, you keep 100% of your earnings. Maybe you sell photos at $2 a piece. A package of 10 photos is 20 bucks for one customer, and it only takes 100 customers to get to $2,000. Perhaps you set up a membership for customers, charging them a fixed amount for access to certain images monthly, quarterly, or however you decide to set it up. In this case, it's still a numbers game. You have to get your photos out in front of a lot of people to get the income rolling in. As with many side hustles, I think it's important to have a passion for what you're doing. Photography takes time to learn and perform well, and it is a pretty active income stream. You'll have to spend a fair amount of time in the field and on your computer. There are so many different ways you can go here. So you have to ask yourself, do you enjoy the particular niche that you've chosen? 
if you don't like the wedding industrial complex, then maybe you shouldn't do wedding photography. Choose a niche that feeds you in some way. Whether you treat this more like a hobby or a side hustle, there are plenty of ways to enjoy what you're doing. So what's the verdict? There's definitely potential here to earn a decent side income from photography, depending on the niches you choose and the way you structure and market your business. It seems to me that the best way to consistently produce income is by taking photos for others, building a nice client base that consistently utilizes your talents. We've used our own family photographer every year for the better part of a decade. We know that we get great results at a reasonable rate. We enjoy the uniqueness of each yearly session, and she's more of a family friend than a, a photographer. Her caring nature naturally bleeds into her photography, which is something I think many CRNAs can relate to. Now, per usual, I've included several links in the show notes to help you get started. Uh, one of them is a link to several photography books that you can check out. Uh, and there's also a video that I've attached as well. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming podcast, make sure you rate and review on your podcast player. I check those all the time and cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to connect with me or learn more about On Call Capital, Make sure to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. Until next time, this is Bobby Jones signing off. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by OnCall Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.